Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. How was everybody's weekend? I hope you took the weekend off of news and propaganda. There is no news, just propaganda. I hope you didn't inundate yourself with these morphodites, propagandist, Marxist, mafia, scum that we're calling a government. I hope you enjoyed your kids and other people's, your nephews and nieces like me. It was wonderful. Because I knew that while I was enjoying myself, while I was flying back to the sewer of Chicago, I knew that my nation is being humiliated. The quality of life is decreasing because that's what, we, that's what these idiots elected. You elected this tyranny. You elected this failure. You elected the collapse of not just our dollar but our quality of life. So every once in a while, you got to just put it away. Put it away and let's watch the kids dressed up as future Democrat women. That's what I thought the scary monsters were. That's the way they look to me. We didn't have one kid, although, you know, I live in a good neighborhood, really. It's a phenomenal neighborhood. Everybody thinks the same. In fact, I don't think we have a Democrat. I know we don't have one in my immediate area. I'd have chased them out of the neighborhood. Not because I don't mind a good argument and love the fact I can win people over with information and fact and reason, but Democrats don't have any of that. They have none of that. Those we save for the... Foolish Republicans that would vote for old lady face Mitch McConnell or little crybaby Adam Kinzinger. Those are the ones we maybe, maybe try to win over. So when the news broke during my show on Friday of the Lincoln Project Republicans staging the racist coup in Virginia, I wasn't surprised because I told you a year ago, Lincoln Republicans are pedophiles, parking lot champions in forest preserves, and all around scumbags. So nothing they do surprises me that much which is why i say when i look at what's going on in europe as what is i guess the president of the united states is a walking embarrassment an absolute unmitigated failure and a man riddled in scandal whether he's stealing other people's speeches whether he's lying about his resume or whether he's simply putting his crackhead son on the boards of companies to pay him off it's an embarrassment but at this point when he is walking around like a drunk baby on grass i mean enough is enough he wasn't even invited to throw the good luck coin not that there's any good luck coming from those idiots throwing a coin into one of their wells i'm sure there's just another one of their cabinet members on the bottom of the well stealing the money He didn't even get invited when they take the picture. Joe, 
Get on the bottom left, okay? Try to. We're going to shoot you at one of those Barbara Stanwyck screens so you don't look like you died last week. And we're going to we're going to put it up on the internet, and then people could point at you and say, "Look at the American fool that they're calling a president." Yes, this is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing, and in these settings, uh, cameras are all around, and the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right. these Now, much, that's not, I know your grandfather and your mom and your nana and your grandma told you they were resting their eyes. That's old man sleeping. Too tired to do the job. Unfit to serve. You want to have him over at Thanksgiving and talk about the way things used to be in the 50s and the 60s when you could bribe a good old politician with $50? That's what you asked Joe Biden for. You don't send this embarrassment out on tour so the rest of the world can make fun of us and see how far we've fallen. The rumor going around right now, I don't know if you heard about it. You know, I, I, I call him Diapers Biden. I call him Soggy Bottom. He, the rumor is he had an accident. Is this what the President of the United States has been disgraced to? It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And you know what? You Democrat rat bastards deserve every minute of it. You deserve every minute of it. So as the gas prices go up, as the inflation skyrockets, as your quality of life sinks, as you watch illegal aliens get $450,000 apiece, good for you rats. Now shut up and eat it, because that's what you're just dragging the rest of us to do, right? We're not supposed to point out the fact that what is going on there is subversion. What is going on at this so-called, what is it, COP20, COP26? It's a scam. That's all it is, and I know they make fun of me every time I say it, but this has been going on for decades, and they've been wrong. Their predictions of, but what has happened is they all became very rich. Their power over us has become unimaginable. Unimaginable in the name of the green energy hoax. How much we are going to have to be submitted, subjected, subjected to. God, I had a bite in there. Subjected to these lies and these scandals and the quality of our, our future being hamstrung. It's preposterous. One of the obviously uh, uh, big problems in the United States for supply chains is not having enough workers, not enough people to drive trucks uh, to unload at ports, for example, and a lot of other parts in the supply chain. Workers have not returned to the labor force in America. This is before the new rules that will come from this. Because what they've been trying to do is figure out how to practice the, the, de-revol- the de-industrialization. What happened to me today? I start talking about Biden. I can't pronounce a damn word. I'm back in Illinois. That's what it is. The deindustrialization of our nation. Let's see, because I had to put nation in there. There was a lot going on. Because this has always been the goal, is to strip us back into servants. Because through using and misusing very cooked and frauded data, they're winning this battle. This supply chain that we're going through, this is a combination of their abuse of our economy during the so-called pandemic. This is, this is a result of their abuse of energy policies, which simultaneously are raising the costs of everything. And, and along with that, they're incentivizing welfare so that people do the math and figure, why would I work 40 and 50 and 60 hours a week when they want to take 50% of my income when all I have to do is say, okay, I'm depressed, I don't feel good, whatever the case is, and now I make slightly less? 
And in the meantime, what happens when you see this go on in Scotland? Know that for once, the most powerful people are completely in agreement that the problem with the earth is us, humankind. We are the problem. And in order to get it under this imaginary utopia where somehow it's going to be better, even though they've been wrong for 70 years, all they have to do is restrict our ability to live. I was there with with many of you in Copenhagen 11 years ago when we acknowledged we had a problem. I was there in Paris six years ago when we agreed to net zero and to try to restrain the rise in the temperature of the planet to 1.5 degrees. The arrogance of this, the audacity, the absolute wrong direction and stupidity of it is almost why I'm, I'm comfortable when I see Greta Thornburg, Thunberg, whatever, and diapers Biden as the faces. And this other Boris Johnson, did you take a good look at this buffoon? Would you let him park your car? If you pulled up to, to Morton's and he's standing there in a red coat and I got my new car with the drop top and I say, I'm not letting this guy park the car. Not going to happen. In the meantime, listen to what he's doing. He's, he's been here, by the way, for 20 years witnessing the failure, witnessing how wrong they've been in their predictions of mayhem and collapse. And he's still confident to do this. So when you see Greta, this child who knows nothing, Go out and make a speech today. Greta Thornburg denounces world leaders for whatever the F they're doing at, this, at the COP26 climate summit. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, honey, that your parents should have told you a long time ago. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth and don't talk to adults. You're the authority of absolutely nothing, you spoiled, incompetent, ignorant, and arrogant little witch. Shut up. Although you are the perfect face for this mission. You and that buffoon Joe Biden. And AOC did a little speech I want you to hear. Because what she's saying should be turned around by every Republican child, by every victim of the agenda of the climate Nazis, the eco-Nazis, and be thrown right back in their faces for what they've done to the quality of our life here in America. You know, I think one thing that often gets lost in these conversations is that some of us, have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire. I wonder if they think about that as they destroy our dollar, as they destroy private business, as they encumber property with ridiculous taxation based on their corruption. Is this what they think of? Because I like that line. Let's let's listen to this idiot again. You know, I think one thing that often gets lost in these conversations is that some of us, have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire. And she, does, she doesn't just mean those people trapped in the Democrat, Marxist, mafia sewers that they rule over, like Chicago, like New York, New Jersey, and California. She means all of us. That's the speech we need to throw back at them. Because as they're toying with it, these mixologists, these little children, spoiled little witches that have the audacity to talk to us adults as if she's scolding us and dimwits who soiled their pants in public at a European forum embarrassing the nation. Some people have to live in the futures they destroy. Now, granted, there are constituents who just want more to live in the ghetto, who just want to be bribed more to sit on their fat asses and wait for some free money from somewhere. 
They get it. They're used to it. They're comfortable going through life useless. But for the rest of us, you destroy it for everybody. And that's the real, real shame of it. Cleaner air for our children. More bountiful oceans. Healthier forests and ecosystems for our planet. It's ecosystem. He can't even talk. This is before he took his nap and soiled his trousers. We can create an environment that raises the standard of living around the world. There is a need to diversify diversify sources. There you go, Democrats. That's what you voted for. That's what you voted for as you simultaneously destroyed our country down on clean energy development so we can not only remain overly reliant. Somebody get a big wooden hook and drag this moron back from Europe before he starts a nuclear war or something, this stupid son of a gun. 312-642-5600. Let's do it. You know what else, too? This is the first time I've done a show in a couple of weeks without smoking. I think the smoking not only fights covid and protects me, my immune system, my superior immune system. I'm a lot more healthy than those vaccinated people. Those people, did you see that Pippi Lystocking? I got the vid. I thought you were vaccinated. I thought everybody you surrounded yourself with was vaccinated. After all, you're so mentally superior. How'd you get the vid? Because you guys are just as susceptible as we are. And you pass it around just like everybody else. And I don't just mean the Bloomberg study that proves when I'm right after a year. But I knew it without the study. Um... So this is the first time I'm doing a show without smoking. I think that the smoking not only helps my health all the way around, but it uh, allows me to enunciate better. Although there is somebody out there that calls me Norm Crosby, thinks I don't know what it means. Stupid. I I know what it means. Um, And I may pronounce things from time to time in my own little way. Solomon, for example, our caller Solomon, who I've upgraded to Solomon. I do that. But uh, when it comes to, to interpreting actual facts, I'm pretty good at that. Not only that, when it comes to spotting con artists who were elected by the very definition of being pliable frauds who are appeasing to the masses, that they should somehow have this power over us to control something they can never control proves beyond the shadow of a doubt this isn't an green energy movement. This isn't about the earth, and it never was. This is about you seizing control over everyone. In the name of a fake science. You want to talk fake science? You're wrong for 70 years, climate freaks and geeks and morons. And I don't just mean Greta. I mean, did you? I, I, even when you look at these people, are you, really, you're in charge of anything? Can you balance a checkbook? Can any one of you go to work and live without burying the company or, or creating massive debt? Now, all of a sudden, you're in charge of trillions of dollars and unlimited power. And there's always been one reason for it. Uh, And uh, they really wanted to uh, get back at the industrialized nations and get them to pay penance to the third world nations for their pollution of the atmosphere through their industrial activities. It was the little guys picking on the big guys kind of concept, which is very common in the UN. Uh, And it was from people who had a world government in mind. So when when your gas rallies insanely when the cost of everything massively increases do not think they are victims of happenstance this is intentional which would explain why when they're asked about it the stupid answers that they give and as we see 
current volatility in energy prices rather than cast it as a reason to back off our clean energy goals, we must view it as a call to action. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify diversify sources, double down on clean. The high energy prices are because of your policies, you denture-wearing, diaper-soiling fraud. That's the problem. You, if you had teeth and brushed them in your own head, you'd be looking at the problem in the morning. You drunk energy development and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only remain overly reliant on one source of power to power our economies and our communities. And then at the end of the day, you plug it into the magic holes in the wall, the magic holes, you know, where all that green energy, none of it in the magic holes that turns on the lights and, you know, makes your life better. None of it is from their swindle. None of it. And this wasn't intended to happen. And by the way, when 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 the cost of a gallon of gasoline gets to above three hundred thirty three hundred three dollars and thirty five cents a gallon, it has profound impact on working class families. Just to get you know, the more I think about how many people voted for him, the only ones that make sense are the dead ones that had their votes stolen. Those are the only ones I'm willing to forgive. The ones that don't exist and the dead. All the rest of the people breathing that voted for this old dim-witted corrupt fool, you're going to deserve what you got coming. We're 10 months in. Listen to the chaos. Back and forth to work. So I don't see anything inconsistent with that. But I do think that the idea that Russia and Saudi Arabia and other major producers are not going to pump more oil so people can have gasoline to get to and from work. Why don't you pump it, stupid? Why don't you and AOC and the rest of your Marxist mafia pull your heads out of your asses and change things the way you destroyed them? It took you 10 months to destroy it. You could fix it in a month, you idiots. But are they the idiots? Because they always were con men. They always have the idea that they live in mansions never having a job. Are they the idiots? Or is it strictly the morons that voted for them? That's why if you're a Democrat, do us all a favor. Turn the station and then drive off into the river because that's... What you deserve instead of taking us all down. You're taking us all down. And he isn't even back yet from the trip. What do you think it's going to be like when Joe Manchin caves? That's why I didn't talk about it. Ooh, Joe Manchin, he really put Nancy Pelosi in her place. He's a Democrat. They only have one speed, one direction. The wrong one and very fast. That's how they operate. 312-642-5600. The only good thing about Chicago is that it's far enough away from the nucleus of failure and corruption, Washington. It's hard enough for us to watch the collapse of the American empire. Imagine what it's like for Jeff Murdoch. He's a Justice Department reporter for the Washington Times. He lives there. Jeff, we were just discussing the showers to get the Chicago failure off someone's body. I'm assuming Washington's a little bit more. We had a lot of rain uh, this past week, and I don't think it really made a difference. So, Also, I want to correct. You had introduced me as Justice Department reporter. I've been moved up. I am White House reporter for the Washington oh, Times Oh, I knew now. that. You know, you know, first of all, I, heard, I was in the other room when Misty called you, and she has that phony customer service voice. Hi, Mr. Murdoch. You know, she's really the one yelling at me and screwed up your bio. So don't be mad at me, Jeff. It's strictly a well, Misty Callahan problem. Um, well, I just want uh, I just it's it's. 
I'm excited to be the White House reporter, so that's I try to mention every chance I get. Well, I'm assuming you're a little less excited after this uh, embarrassing debacle, which looks like it was sponsored by Saturday Night Live in Europe. I can't imagine that it is that people are not ashamed or laughing at this. And as I watch what happened today, I know what's on the uh, horizon from the what is it called? COP26 or COP26, where Greta, such great thinkers and fact checkers like Greta Thunberg are uh, influencing decisions and policies to destroy the American prosperity. What do you think it looks like from the inside? Well, I'm fascinated. One of the things I'm fascinated is how an American president can come here and lecture everybody else on climate change when, in fact, we have done when, in fact, he can't even get his own climate agenda past Congress. Now, that's not a bad thing that he can't get it through, but to come and lecture everybody else and tell everybody else what they should do when he can't even get his own party together to have them figure out what to do, it it, it rings a little hollow. You know, Jeff, you've been around a long time. You've watched a lot of this. And one thing that matters, one thing that that matters is the way in which people actually respect the, the presence of an American president to me and when i saw that that photo and when i saw them tell him to get down to the bottom left and when you see how weak and feeble he looks this is going to lead in my opinion to ramifications in the future of all a a variety of policies and i am i am still astonished that the 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 american people or or the american administration the administration around joe biden is allowing this to happen. This is a trip he should have sent Kamala Harris on. This is the kind of thing I think we need to avoid, because I can't imagine this looks good to, to, to us in the future. Well, it looks embarrassing in a lot of ways. If we could back up a little bit, I think one of the ways this is really embarrassing for him is that he basically announced that he had a deal last week before he left when there was no deal in a way to make him puff himself up before these European leaders to make it look like he had some big you know, economic agenda on its way. This thing isn't even close to getting through Congress. I mean, we are so far apart on this, that we're much further apart than the administration wants you to believe. And to come out Thursday morning and announce we've got a framework, which essentially means nothing, so he could go to Europe and announce he had something, anything to give to these people, it's just, it's just embarrassing. I mean, that to me is more embarrassing than anything we've seen here. Just we don't have a deal, but we're going to say we have a deal and we hope nobody notices. Uh, that to me is the most embarrassing thing we've seen. And we haven't even gotten to Europe yet. When you see um, what's happening, I think people that have may, may have voted for Biden are, are really abandoning what, the, what we're witnessing up front. Does this give us some hope? Because I don't want it to pass. I want to kill the entire bill. I'm really nervous that it comes down to lifelong Democrat like Joe Manchin, who has been a cohort of Biden for decades. These guys are friends for 45 years. And when you see the intimidation by cinema, it's not it could pass in the dark of night still. Or is it to the point now, in your opinion, where they need more than just those two people? I think at this point, they need more than just these two people. As I understand it, there's a lot of Democrats in swing districts who are keeping their mouth shut and hoping that Manchin and Cinema take all the heat for this, and they can quietly slide by and not really endorse it, but not really oppose it, and just let them take all the heat. I think if if the Biden administration can get them on board, I think that's only the beginning. I think we're going to see a lot more opposition spring up. That's why I love having you on. You always make me feel better. Um, One of the things I want to discuss is your article. See, 
I've been a fan of freedom and capitalism my whole life. My whole life. I really have been. I've, I've, I've started out with nothing, and you see other kids in a neighborhood with nothing, and then you see them become successful, and it's only through that system of Americanism and capitalism and property rights they could do that. So I'm always you know, very vigilant in defending it. One of the things I never liked was orchestrated controlled markets. So I have been very aware of the corruption in the aluminum and steel, just to name a few. Those two have been corrupted, where we've been really being taken advantage of. I don't blame that on capitalism. I blame it on corporatism. I don't think people understand that before Trump, we were subsidizing foreign steel and aluminum and then buying it. It was a double whammy where we were paying for it in foreign lands and enriching foreign corporations. And then on top of it, we were consuming at, although it looked like a deal, still an inflated price. And we had those cooked in subsidies. So I believe in free trade. So a lot of tariffs I'm not a fan of. But I do understand that there's a perception out there that you must have these tariffs on in order to survive American companies. When you see Biden and the European Union agree to roll back Trump tariffs, that's only part of the problem. They're also, in essence, agreeing to subsidize those foreign companies through various American programs, are they not? Well, they are, but it's it's one of several subsidies that they've agreed upon while they were over there because you have this rollback in the tariffs, but then you also have the global minimum tax, right. which is basically going to end up with the U.S. subsidizing these foreign companies, which is then going to fall on the backs of U.S. small businesses because large corporations are smart enough to figure out ways around it. And that's also going to make it harder for U.S. emerging startups that want to enter European markets to go into those markets. So, yeah, it is a subsidy, but it's, it's one of several. It's, I mean, that, that's the problem with globalism and multilateralism and all of that, that it basically ends up being the U.S. footing the bill for all of these other foreign entities. Isn't this, this, this agenda of climate, is there ever a time when the people in it Say, you know, for 70 years, we've been making predictions. We've been looking through a keyhole to describe a Mona Lisa 100 yards away. And we've been wrong. Is that ever factored in? Because I cannot help but notice, Jeff, they've never been right. And when there's so much money, there's so much money in this. I mean, they're, they're, they're making so much money. They're getting so much publicity. I mean, why, why stop? Why let a little thing like that bother you when you're, take, when you're riding this all the way to the bank? Bernie Madoff should have went into the green energy business. Not only would he never have been in jail, he'd have made five times the money. And it's really what it's about. None of these entities. You know, I'm fascinated with this Elon Musk. I was well aware of his car. It's going to look like a deal that Elon Musk did it with just some minor subsidies from the government. When you look at the entire rollout of transforming just our vehicles into this utopian uh, uh, electric car. The average car cost is 140000 I was reading a Motor Trend this, the, to make these new cars from the trucks and everything. That's what it costs. Now, the government comes in and subsidizes nearly half of that. Can this possibly work? No. Um, no, it can't because one of the problems is, is consumer choice, which is never a factor in this. Is It's never a factor when they push electric vehicles on us. I mean, electric vehicles have been on the road for years. People are not buying that. Um, so how are you going to subsidize something that's not going to generate enough profit, not generate enough turn to justify the subs? It's just more government waste. I was listening to AOC uh, on, on Congress lecture 
the oil company executives. I've I've never seen lesser people, more more incompetent, more obvious failures. We've got AOC. We've got uh, uh, various of the, uh, of the the squad. I believe they're called mm-hmm. the girl from Minnesota and the rest of them screaming at oil executives. Is this something now that is going to browbeat them into recoiling the way I would? You know, when I was looking at this, I'm thinking, why don't you just shut down everything and teach them a real lesson? Is that a possibility when they're under attack like this constantly? No, I think what we'll see is they're, they're getting too many. Ta- the government's getting too many taxes off of this company, off of these companies. They don't want to shut them down. It's why you don't see them ever go in and shut down cigarette manufacturers for that matter or, or any of the other um, industries that they've deemed unhealthy for us. And I think the reason, so that they like getting the taxes, and I think what we'll see is more of a push on these companies to move a little further left. And I think in doing that, I think that's what the pressure is going to come from. It's going to put, by, by, by you know, talking to them at these government hearings, It'll move them a little bit towards towards the left, but it won't it won't ever result in them shutting down. It won't ever result in them moving, you know, completely upholding and changing their businesses. It'll just move them a little bit to a way that they can avoid those lectures in the future. Yeah, and the reality is, I wonder if any of these people know that they are the money behind so many of the alternative energies they keep insisting the government subsidize. Ironically, they're going to make them richer. And uh, I can't wait for that information to come out and for the squad to learn that their own chanting for oil companies to go into a different business is only going to make them five times as rich than if they would have sold the product that is actually the best for the environment and does the least amount of damage as they have no idea what just our search for lithium is destroying the uh, the earth. But I want to I wanted to thank you so much. You know, I appreciate how when you come on and I want to tell you if you ever collaborate a book. What do you think the title will be? The only thing that took down the American empire were, was the American politicians or lie. Which one are you going to go with? Uh, probably the first one because I see small businesses right now. I've been focused on um, the impact a lot of these policies are having on small businesses. And, you know, I, I, it's heartbreaking. You, you know, with the regulations coming down, uh, the global minimum tax coming down, um, the new ESG funds being pushed on them, um, it's, it's a tough time to, to be in, in, in corporate America it, or in small business. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I'll see you on the other side. If not, I look forward to meeting you in the concentration camp. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jeff Murdoch. He is the White House reporter, Misty, for the Washington Times. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. The hardest part of our circumstance is that our failing economy, our diminished quality of life is self-induced. This is self-induced. These problems we have, we should not have. We actually make things better. And by we, I mean the non-government capitalists. You are not the fault of any imaginary global warming climate change. You're not. These idiots can't get five hours right. They can't get five. Wake up and watch the weather and then tell me how many days out of 30 they're right. They don't understand it. What they understand is it is a weapon of fear. And through that fear, they can usurp your property over yourself and your future and implement these situations. Now, I keep waiting for morons to catch up. There's an expression. You got to hit rock bottom. 
before you fix it. Why? Why do you have to hit? What are you, stupid? Why would you have to hit rock bottom? You wake up in a car. You don't remember where you are, and you have no underwear on. It's time to stop drinking. You don't have to hit rock bottom. Wake up. Let's try that. Idiots. And now I've got to wait for the, what, Democrats to figure out they're wrong? You're wrong. Your predictions are wrong. So now the only other thing, let's teach you a lesson. I love this next call. I absolutely love it. Jack Whiting, Indiana. Sean, thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> I really, I'm Thank glad you, you got extra time. Thank you. But I got a solution. Here, hey, just hear me out. <clears throat> Get a hold of every CEO. I was watching C-SPAN the other day when they were grilling the CEOs of the oil companies. Uh-huh. Took all the oil companies, all the chemical companies, all the electrical power plants. We're going to give you a three-month notice for every Democrat-run state. Let's make it Super Bowl Sunday. Let's make it Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. You get no power in every Democratic state. Yeah, look and at you. You're green. Reason, that's usually the coldest part of the winter. Mm-hmm. So fire up your windmills. Hopefully the sun is shining. And let's see what it, Give them what they want. I love it. I absolutely that? love it, Jack. I really do. Thank you for the call. Thank you for listening. This was my original idea behind the Capitalist Union. I was just 12 years ago. I did it 12 years ago. And my whole thing was, I, it is astonishing to me that the children who grow up in the luxuries our innovation provides are speaking against our innovation. The spoiled little brats that grew up under freedom are the ones that are willing to take it away and give it away. This is truly a human flaw. But just on a, on a, on a scientific level, you eco-Nazis have been wrong since you started. Your predictions are literally 100% wrong. When you said it was going to be an ice age, you were wrong. Then you noticed it was getting warmer. You said it was going to be unbelievable heat like Sean Caston's father. We wouldn't be able to walk outside without special suits. Wrong again, moron. Now you're saying what? The sea levels are going to rise? Then why are you buying seaside estates, all of you, from Obama to Biden to the rest of them? Wake up. They're lying. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. All right, so let's start off this conversation by saying this. If there was a viable alternative, an efficient alternative, to energy as we know it, I would be the biggest champion. I'm a capitalist. If we can do it better, cheaper, and bring more satisfaction to the problem, I'm all in. Unfortunately, we have been bullied and extorted into a position to buy, literally buy, a lie and a fraud. That is the green energy movement. It's really fascinating when you look at it. Those people who question it, it's very similar to the, to the vaccine. Are you a denier? Do you reject science? No, no, no. I'm observing and I'm using science. And I'm using reason. And I'm using fact. 
What you're saying is better is actually worse. What you're saying will help is actually hurting in every instance. In every instance. Now, they put people in positions of energy secretary. What's this idiot's name? Granholm. She was a two-bit political whore beforehand. She likes to front-run public policy through investing, then watching law pass that she's influenced or been a part of that enriches her, her, her companies where she's investing. That's a great scam if you can get in on it. It used to be called insider or market manipulation. Now it's just called the market. So I don't like that because I'm a capitalist. I love the look of a Tesla car. I absolutely love it. There's a reason. Elon Musk is brilliant enough to have hired a designer from Maserati. It's beautiful. And if it worked the way they said it worked, I don't want. Let me make no bones about it. If it worked the way they said it worked, if it was better for the environment, because I like better for the environment. I love nature. I basically live outside. I only go home to sleep no matter where I am. I'm a conservationist. I, I, I believe if you cut a tree, you should plant a tree. I love all that. I'm well aware that we're but guests on the earth. We have no influence on the earth. Our presence here isn't worse for the earth. In fact, in most cases, if it's done with intelligence, it's better. We're better for the earth. The forest fighters, fires that they rail against, they start. The fires in California that have ravaged for the last seven years have been started by man most of whom are eco-Nazis. The fact that they didn't do what we already know to help forest fires through pruning and through other measures we've taken to manage forests is because the eco-tyrants, the eco-Nazis, have deemed it this way. Every aspect of our life, of energy, everything they've touched has been bad for everything. Now, Elon Musk is brilliant. Let me be very clear. Brilliant. And if anybody could make it work, it would be a brilliant man. He hasn't been able to make it work. It exists on subsidies and, in particular, misinformation. There's a real downside to having these electronic or electric cars around. The batteries that they need to exist are not helpful In fact, they're worse for the earth. And I don't just mean the mining for lithium, which is devastating to earth. That's why they want to keep it in foreign countries that third world hellholes like Afghanistan. That's why they do it in China, where nobody can complain or you disappear. That's why they want to hide from you what they do in South America. They're destroying the earth in quest for lithium. And then, by the way, when it does the inevitable thing batteries do... It's not good for the earth either. A man who died Friday in a crash on Highway 101 in Mountain View has been identified now as a San Mateo resident. Hui Hong was 38 years old. The CHP says Hong lost control and struck the middle barrier, causing his Tesla to split apart and catch fire. Well, it took fire crews hours to clear that scene Friday because of challenges dealing with the Tesla batteries. Yeah, that's right. The age of electric cars will take some adjustment for the police and firefighters who have to respond to these crashes. ABC 7 News reporter Jonathan Bloom has more. 
Piece by piece, workers put motors and electronics onto a tow truck, but left the burned out shell of the Tesla right where it landed in a pile of its own damaged battery cells. Because the uh, the battery was exposed, we were unsure whether it was safe for us to move the vehicle. Mountain View Fire typically puts out a car fire in minutes, but they were out here for six hours as some of the more than 7,000 cells that make up the battery went into a state called thermal runaway. That's not and good. what it does is the battery itself overheats. The plastic components that separate the modules of the battery begin to ignite, and eventually you end up with a a battery that is on fire. The fire department considered dousing the battery with the recommended 3,000 gallons of water or letting it burn itself out. The environmental hazard that that creates, as well as the traffic hazard, was not an option that we wanted to explore. This has been happening since the, the electric cars have appeared. Fires, in some cases, in garages. You can look up the information anywhere. But the amount of water it takes to put out the fire is something California cannot afford anymore. Fiery crash that left two men dead. The victims were in a Tesla that burned for four hours. This is another one, by the way, not the same one. The cause still under investigation, but authorities say they are, quote, certain no one was driving the vehicle at the time of impact. That's that's a bad thing. But no one drives. The crash happened near the woodlands in the Carlton Woods subdivision on Hammock Dunes Place. Our Matt Doherty has the latest. Investigators say they have never seen a crash like this one. Just before midnight in the Carlton Woods subdivision near the Woodlands, officials say a 2019 Tesla Model S failed to navigate a turn. Missed the turn. Sorry. They say it smashed into a tree, causing a fire that burned for hours. Our office has never experienced a, a crash thing like this. Uh, you know, normally when the fire department arrives, they have uh, a vehicle fire under control in minutes. Uh, but this went on for, for close to four hours. Precinct 4 Constable Mark Herman says more than 30,000 gallons of water 30, were used to extinguish the fire water. coming from the Tesla's battery. Once the fire was put out, investigators did determine that there were two victims inside the vehicle. This is a common story. Now, I love them. I think they're beautiful. Tesla, beautiful. It's a Maserati. And I love the idea of not driving my car. Nobody was a bigger George Jetson. Me, George Jetson. I thought the wife was sexy. I grew up in that time. Is it all a boy? The future is going to be great. And they don't have to drive your car. I, I, I wish it was time for it to work. It doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And it's a shame. Now, can it work? Maybe. But in the meantime, the solution is to force us into buying these vehicles, force us into restricting our behavior. It is a problem, but it is a manufactured problem. And our energy prices and all the rest are orchestrated by the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats. Now, here is Granholm on Meet the Press. And man, oh, man, that Chuck Todd is really aging terribly. Uh, the economy is actually one of the things that I think is, is dragging down the president mm-hmm. here. People feel as if everything costs more. Something that's in your bailiwick yep. is gas prices. Yep. Bailiwick. Uh, you had talked about the strate- releasing some oil from the strategic oil preserve to, see, to reserve to see if we could bring down the cost. Is that something you guys are thinking about? Because gas has risen, I think, a dollar since you took office yeah. from January to of now. Course. We gotta- it's a dollar seventy. But math, I guess, is not a prerequisite or the fact that you're an American capitalist preaching communism should be a downside too well you should be doing the opposite all bad things but her answer shows you this is what happens when you give someone a job because of their genitalia 
instead of their brain. And the the gas prices, the fuel prices are in the same boat as the supply and, and winter, chain, et cetera. And, and, and winter's of coming. Of course, and the president is really focused on making sure that people are not hurt at the pump, which is why the American Rescue Plan, for example, had a significant increase in low-income uh, heating and, mm-hmm. and protections for homes. No, you're just giving them money. You didn't say anything about addressing the price. See, poor people do better when things are cheaper, not when the government picks them and hands them welfare. That's called the ghetto. They don't do good in the ghetto. Ghetto bad. Ghetto what you built. Etc. The gas prices, of course, are based upon a global oil market. That- no, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not, dummy. The global oil market would only, doesn't exist without America. America could knock out the global oil market. A year ago, a year ago, everything was half. Not just because of COVID. And you shut down the economy. It was that way for three years before. Right after you got out the the professional con artist from Chicago, Obama. Then things got better. Why? Because of the sun? No. Policy. Oil market is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is OPEC. OPEC controls more than 50% of the petroleum supply. Okay, so let's say that we're even using... They talk real fast, con artists. What about the other 50%, stupid... So OPEC controls 50%. What about the other 50%? After all, how's Putin doing? Rootin' tootin' Putin. He's doing awful well. And more than 90% of the petroleum reserves. So that cartel has more say about what is going on. Now, on top of it, you've got... You have all the say. You want this to stop? Change your policy. But that's not going to happen with the Marxist Mafia. They like it like this because it controls you. It finds you. You have to be rich to live in it. That, by the way, the gas prices didn't stop one of the 400 private jets. Not one of them. They can afford to be free in a tyrannical America, in a tyrannical world. Poor people cannot. But you poor people keep putting in Democrats. So I guess we got to hit that rock bottom. 312-642-5600. I like this song. Very good. Bad Mamma Jam, right? It's a bad Mamma Jam. By the way, they weren't talking about anyone that looked like a female Chicago Democrat when they said Bad Mamma Jam. No, no, it's the total opposite meaning. When you look at Lori Lightfoot and you say Bad Mamma Jam, it has nothing to do with the way this song intended it. Just telling you. Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. I wanted to say this. It was a movie called Zoolander where uh, Will Ferris playing this character called Mugatu. And he says in that movie, where can we find somebody that beef-headed? I mean, we have these policies because Joe Biden put these beef-headed policies in action. You're, We're well, in this state because of these Democrats. And they do it every time they're in. Every time they're in, they do the same thing. They attack the industry that is the most important to our economy. And, you know, it was it was really... Jimmy Carter, under his regime, oil went to $40 a barrel in the 70s. By, by 1983, it had, almost, it had almost been cut in half. Because the first thing that Reagan did back then is open up the free market. And that's all we need to do. And, Corey, when, when gas is expensive, does it hurt the guy that lives in Hinsdale? Or does it hurt the guy that lives in Wood, Woodlawn? Wh- which one does it hurt? 
Here's, yeah, here's, here's, here's the guy that lives in Woodlawn. Why, why don't these people who normally just are abused by Democrats ever realize and put two and two together, things are a lot better when I get these people who keep telling me they're helping me out of my way. I, I, I don't know what I have to wait for, but this is something that I think no one can deny in 10 months what this buffoon has done to our economy. It's, it's unbelievable. They want something for nothing. They believe that this party is going to give them something for absolutely nothing. Oh, God, Corey. That's why we just need to split. You come with me. We go down to Florida. Leave, leave, Amen, leave the brother. states. They wrote. Thank you, Corey, for calling. I appreciate it. Eric in his car. Hi, Eric. Hello? Yes. Hi. Yes. Um, so, Sean, um, I'm really furious about one thing, and I'll tell you what that is. These socialists already admitted, they're on record, saying that this is a total sham. This climate change is a total sham. Um, why Why do you think to, that people that are living through it, we, we're old enough to remember, it was 20 years ago that Al Gore said we weren't going to make it to 2008. Then he said 2012. Then they said 2016. I mean, you've been well, wrong. When's enough enough? That, Sean. Forget about that, Sean. It's because... Um, the AOC, it, this is at the highest political uh, levels. AOC's chief of staff, Saikot Chakrabadi, admitted that the Green New Deal had absolutely nothing to do with climate. It had to do with redistribution of wealth. It had to do with uh, changing the economy. And he's on record with the, with the uh, Washington Post saying that. And well, not only that. This guy, uh, Saikat Chakrabadi, uh, an avowed Marxist, an avowed uh, socialist, was also working with another socialist who was consulting with him, and that was Robert Hockett from Cornell University. Yeah. He's an economics professor and a, and a lawyer, and he's a, he's a socialist. Eric, did you know? Record did, saying that this is a scam. Yeah. Did you know, Eric, that uh, Kamala Harris's father? was an econo- a professor of economics at USC and openly called himself a Marxist economist. Now, can you tell me where Marxism has provided a economy of achievement? Can anybody tell me where has it ever provided an economy of joy, growth, and achievement? No, you have to have your... If you think that, you have your head up, your sphincter. Eric, thanks. <laughs> I love... To use the word sphincter. Eric stole all my thunder. And nothing's more appropriate than talking about green energy. Everyone's got their head in their sphincter. Dave from Downers Grove does not have his head in his sphincter. Yes. Hey, hey, Sean. Yeah. They they, they always have to have fear. And since the COVID pandemic is starting to, you know, lose wane on its fear with the people because we really don't care anymore, they're bringing back the climate change hard. It's just like in 1984. It needs something to keep the people fearful and turn to them for help. You just reminded me of something we're going to play. Thank you, Dave, for the call. We're going to play this when we get back. The European Parliament seat holder describing what we're all going through in such an articulate fashion. You understand that the rejection of tyranny can only come from somebody who lives under it. 312-642-5600. All right. Now on to the other Trojan horse of tyranny. The vaccine. COVID. It's tremendously deadly. 
has a survival rate of 99.5% and 99.75 among children. It's extremely dangerous, however. And you will comply. And uh, it's finally starting to get some pushback. Finally, you know, not everybody could be me. I am so proud of myself. Once again, I refused to strap on the slave plate, except when air traveling. Because I, I you know, I, I don't mind the drive, but right around that 19th hour, you're like, oh, God, why didn't I just put the mask on? So I had a custom mask made. Looks like a regular mask, yet it's made of a very breathable material that I could drink a glass of water through. So I did it my way. When the vaccine came out, I said, you're not going to, are you out of your mind? As I watched the people who were vaccinated and the fear of the unvaccinated subconsciously telling me even they know it doesn't work. As you watch them go down with COVID, oh, don't worry. The results are better, though. Well, how can you prove it? You can't. It's like every other swindle. These idiots. These willful slaves. They're just willing to argue in behalf of iron-fisted tyranny because that's what they know. They don't like freedom. They want to be free of free choice. It's too much pressure for losers. They don't like it. You could fail and things are scary and then who do you complain to and who do you call mommy? They're not willing to do that. But even though nations have thrown away their dominance, like Great Britain, once once an, an empire, yet through their own suicide, they implemented socialism and fascism in the name of a utopia. Everything was going to be better in Europe if only they adopted socialism. And how does it, how does it end? Terrible. Now it's just gloomy, like a Sherlock Holmes movie with no future and no hope, unless, of course, you're born into royalty. Then apparently your blood's different. But in Parliament, one of their elected socialists articulates liberty and freedom, and I think it's worth hearing. But it is not the goal that renders a system oppressive. It is always the methods by which the goal is pursued. Whenever a government claims to have the people's interest at heart, you need to think again. In the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite sincerely concerned about the well-being of regular people. What This is why, by the way, I want to interrupt there a little this is why people go oh and they don't wear masks when they go to parties and they don't stop getting their hair done and they don't stop their trying it because in their mind it's already a two-tier system you're not as good as them you're stupid you don't deserve unalienable rights you don't deserve freedom that's why by the way all the europeans always hated america they didn't think you deserved what you got they thought you you were somehow just spoiled when the fact of the matter is there is a comfort in being a slave and that's what the socialists don't want you to see it's nice when some of them reject it makes any of us think that it is different now if the age of enlightenment has brought forth anything then certainly this never take anything any government tells you at face value that's why i say to you all the time we are always and constantly Rearguing the Enlightenment, where you're not really meant to be a slave, whether you want to put yourself into servitude or if you're extorted or victimized into it by policies of tyrants. And we're arguing this back and forth and back and forth. And that's why every time 
You force them to explain themselves. All they have is yet again force. They cannot explain. You're not entitled to your opinion under fascism, under tyranny. This was the only country when every single citizen was given the unalienable right of his own master, his own king. And it took 246 years for this country to absolutely, and without any doubt, give it away to the worst people among us called politicians. Always question everything any government does or does not do. Always look for ulterior motives and always ask, cui bono, who benefits? Who has benefited over this last year and a half? Who has benefited? Unequivocally, government and the corrupt. Their businesses, the ones who were already favored by government, thrived from big pharma to insurance companies to everybody who lobbies them. Their power has only been solidified under their so-called saving year. And has it worked? Well, there's no way to quantify it. How do you prove a negative? All that's happened is every single person that did not need government now needs them. Every single small business, every single citizen now needs them. The only upside in this, I'm going to mix two stories. The only upside in this is what we've seen when the illegal aliens hired the American Communist Liberation Underground, calling themselves the ACLU, to sue because of mental anguish and distress from being separated after they broke into the country. If the Biden administration pays off that lawsuit, that is now precedent. How much depression, how much bankruptcy, how much has it destroyed the quality in your home since the government fascistically took away your life under the COVID restrictions? How much even under such things as the energy policies? I mean, when you really think about what we're looking at in America today, is that because of this diaper-wearing dimwit, for the first time in the government's existence, you may be able to sue it for your emotional distress Because of policy, all because of their hatred for Trump, they're willing to open the door to 340 million lawsuits. Now that's a class action suit. But tyranny should be stopped at all costs. That's why I love it when people recognize it. Whenever a political elite pushes an agenda this hard and resorts to extortion and manipulation to get their way, you can almost always be sure your benefit is definitely not what they had at heart. As far as I'm concerned, I will not be vaccinated with anything that has not been properly vetted and tested and has shown no sound scientific evidence that the benefits outweigh the disease itself and possible long-term side effects, which... Now that's absolute, unequivocal, common sense. Yet the people who I have been vaccinated, and everybody should be in, is entitled to their choice, who are still getting sick, who are still dying, whose numbers are still the same as the unvaccinated, the dirty little secret. The only difference is the unvaccinated don't have the side effects. They're going to argue with this woman. They're going to argue with this obvious common sense. This day, we don't know anything about. 
I will not be reduced to a mere guinea pig by getting vaccinated with an experimental drug. And I will most assuredly not get vaccinated because my government tells me to and promises in return I will be granted freedom. Let's be clear about one thing. No one grants me freedom, for I am a free person. That's your attitude each and every topic. Each and every topic. They cannot implement their agenda without force. There are some instances when you must reject it. There are others where you cannot. But make no mistake of it. The base of every American Democrat who is really a Marxist mafia member. Their ultimate common denominator is force, coercion, extortion. That's why they are Marxist, fascist scum. 312-642-5600. Sounds like my car on the way home. This is the kind of music I listen to on the way home, by the way. Yeah. You can't drive worse. Poor Bunny drives by sound. Um, so I was just I was just thinking about, I'm, I'm looking at one of the callers, and, and Darcy, I'm going to get to her in a minute. She wants to talk about the American communist, communist liberation underground called the ACLU. For decades, the communists, the Marxists, the scum have been hiding in organizations of a different name. The weather underground Bill Ayers and his handsome wife. They knew this. They knew to occupy these phony fraud institutions to overthrow them and to teach people how to be willing slaves. So the ACLU has been disgusting me for decades, really. It was in the 80s I realized they were just, you guys are, you guys are commie. You're pro-communist scum. You're not looking to advance civil liberties or fight on the behalf of people who are extorted or abused by government. You're looking to use any excuse to strengthen government over the people. That's why they all look like disgusting slob Democrats. And, you know, this guy, when I first bought the store, this guy and his pal, I guess, I don't know what the hell they were, he gave me that creepy Joe Biden-like kid-sniffing vibe. You know, there's always, those creeps are always out there. In 20, I think it might have been, when I first bought the store, he came in and he had a Bernie Sanders shirt on and an ACLU hat on. And I looked at him and I said, you realize how, how stupid you look? If you believe in American civil liberties, why would you champion a socialist, an admitted socialist? Or are you just telling everyone that that is, in fact, the American communist underground, liberation underground? That's what the ACLU is. They, they, they make me sick. And the fact that they're the ones that sued the government so that illegal aliens can get $450,000 a person, proves beyond the shadow of a doubt my point. They're not looking for civil liberties under American law. They're looking to turn the world communist, and they're looking to enrich the communist lawbreakers of their choosing. They make me sick to my stomach. Darcy and Joliet. Hi, Sean. I love your show. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to get your thought on this, because as soon as I heard about Biden's negotiation, I, I thought of this. So the ACLU and they've initiated this lawsuit supposedly on behalf of the illegal aliens. But I think that the Biden administration is in on it and they're going to give everyone $400,000, $450,000 
so that the ACLU gets their cut. They're going to get their 30% or 50% or whatever it is. And it's just another way to funnel our money into the ACLU without having to go through any sort of official means. How did the ACLU, how did the ACLU organize their lawsuit without collusion with the government? Inside, but yeah. I'm telling you, I, I really do think negotiated. I really do think, Darcy, right. if you do this, because what they're doing is they hated Trump's zero tolerance policy. So what they're going to do is honor this lawsuit and basically settle it. What? Well, then that means you're opening the door for our lawsuits. How many people are victimized by Joe Biden's policies who've suffered mental and depression and all kinds of problems, not to mention loss of money? I think it's perfect. We just need our own our own ACLU because there isn't an ACLU for real in America. There's just the Communist Liberation Underground. Thank you very much, Darcy, for the call, and thank you for the compliment. And I'm going to go home and tell my wife, Darcy said I'm amazing. See, I love that. I've been waiting for somebody named Darcy to say I'm amazing my whole life. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. ACLU baloney on them. Yeah. You know, good work. Keep up the good work. It's good to tell us how you really feel about all your opinions. and We agree with you here. Oh. Yeah, thank you. And, you're, you're um, saying I shouldn't hold back so much? All right, I'm going to no, work. No, don't hold back. You know, you're, you're too reserved. Well, you know, that, a little more vocal. That, yeah. was, that was my, my um, New Year's resolution last year to stop you know, softening my approach to things. So thank you. I appreciate that very much, Robert. Thank you for the encouragement. By the way, I, I, I'm still looking forward. I came back, not just because I wanted to see the kids in costume, which I did, but I came back because we have the, the November 6th. I can't, I'm going to meet Ted Cruz. I still, it's very, very excited about that. All right, Greg and LaGrange, I got a minute. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. Isn't it amazing how you get people from the Balkans, Romania, Italy, and Germany telling Americans what they should innately <laughs> know, that freedom is the most important thing you can ever have, and autonomy over your own self will give you the ability to achieve all the happiness you desire as long as you work at it? If we could it's only amazing to me, show them. It's amazing to me, really quickly, really yeah. quickly. The Moderna stuff that nobody wants to talk about the side effects. That's how you know it's. That's how you know it's dangerous <laughs> yeah, because nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to be professional. There is nothing but you have to go in all in. You have to submit. Freedom is the most important thing we have. You cannot give it up. Once you give it up. You, you can never get it back. back. You can't get it back peacefully. Thank you, Greg, for the call. You know, I have, I have three nieces who I love. They're my wife's nieces, but I, I, they're my nieces. And they all have kids. And I'm wondering what they must be going through knowing they're going to be forced to put this experiment inside their children. It's, a, it's an evil I can't even imagine. We'll be back after this. Got great guests. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. TheBabylonBee.com. Let me give you a little uh, little insight. Democrat parent tries to figure out how to cheer for his son named Brandon during a sporting event. Uh, KK mem- KKK member posing by Glenn Youngkin's bus turns out to be Ralph Northam. 
Hillary Clinton dresses up as president for a day. Youngkin keeps Lincoln Project away from rally by holding it within 500 feet of a school. See, this is all headlines at the Babylon Bee. Toddler with full diaper and incoherent speech goes as Joe Biden for Halloween. Makes, gets the most candy. This is good stuff. And that's the Babylon Bee. And we are lucky enough to have Kyle Mann. He's the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee. They're a satirical, conservative, and Christian news site. How are you, Kyle? I, I appreciate you joining me. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. So now listen, I looked up your site. First of all, why why do you guys all look alike and you all have beards? Is that like an apostle joke? What the hell's going on over there at the Babylon Bee? Yeah, yeah, it's an apostle thing. We're trying. It's a meta commentary. Uh, you know, we're bringing back the beard. Yeah. Uh, the 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 youth pastor goatee goatee was cool twenty years ago, and sadly, it has fallen out of fashion. And we're bringing it back. There's you. There's Joel Berry. There's Ethan Nicole. You guys all look like you could be brothers. It's very unbelievable there at the Babylon Bee. But I do love <laughs> your work. And uh, do you really have to work that hard when this comedy show we call Democrats is doing all the work for you? Well, you'd think it would be easy, right, because uh, of how crazy Democrats are. Uh, but at the same time, it's it, it kind of makes it harder in a lot of ways because you try to write a headline that, that you, you, you got to stay ahead. Yeah. And that's the real problem. No. Uh, we write stuff and it comes true the next day. Well, this is the thing, because I have been calling Joe Biden diapers Biden. Since he decided to come out of whatever it was he, he was for three years and run, I couldn't believe, I literally couldn't believe that this poor, sick, demented swindler was going to throw his plugs in the ring and run as president. And now on your top headline, Secret Service agent spotted carrying a diaper bag. Rumor on the street is he's uh, soiled himself while he's been in Scotland. I mean, this is all very bad for the environment, and I don't just mean in in the global terms, but the environment in this country. And isn't this kind of absolute and total failure, obvious fraud of of, of a human being running things, going to lead to just, not just more jokes, but more chaos? Yeah, it's chaos, but hey, chaos is good for the comedian. So uh, when Trump left office, he was great for comedy, yeah. at least comedy from the right, not so good for the late night hosts. But what's but great it- for us, and uh, you know, Biden's good too. What you've had to deal with in this world of comedy and the idea that for once in this country, you could literally be sidelined because your sense of humor bridges a topic that is off limits by the fascists in America. That has to be a climate where you're concerned with. We're definitely concerned with it. We've been attacked by Facebook, Snopes, The New York Times, CNN, Rolling Stone. You name it, they've come after us. And that's kind of crazy for guys who just want to tell jokes. And it it really is important because jokes are the best way to kind of pique the interest of people who may have a have a a preconceived notion that you're bad, but once they hear you making fun of something, it may actually inspire them to look into it a little bit. I remember comedy in the seventies and eighties. It was it was it was offensive if you looked at it in that light, but it was it was. Um, a bridge of, of real joy and, and, and kind of understanding between communities if you took it on face value. I think that comedy in the 70s and 80s helped different people who may not have come in contact with each other understand each other and have a common joy of something. I don't see this being a joyful time, even for comedians. That's absolutely true. Comedy has the power to unite, and that's why uh, our political leaders, especially on the left, 
do not want us to have comedy because that scares them quite a bit. I used to love when um, comedians would make fun of, even to a certain extent, Republicans. It was never done with the kind of vitriol and mean-spiritedness that I've seen over the last four years. They didn't like Ronald Reagan. I lived through the Reagan years. Um, but they had a certain respect for just his patriotism or his him being in office. I think they kind of went out of the window with Trump. Do you think that was the beginning of the end? Absolutely. Trump absolutely killed the left when it comes to comedy. He broke their brains, and all they could do is lecture us on how stupid we are if we don't think Trump is Hitler. And that really killed comedy for, for quite a few years there, and I don't think we have ever quite recovered that. And you know what's funny? I remember when Mel Brooks made the movie about Hitler. He made He made Nazism amusing and funny. And I thought, boy, isn't this great? We watch, you know, these movies and these shows take on topics like all in the family that were, they were interpreting current events and current affairs and they were making it funny. And, uh, I don't see one aspect anywhere of anybody from Saturday night live to the late night shows, which are really an embarrassment and an obvious agenda driven, uh, platform. Do you think there's an, a window for somebody to come out of the woodwork and say, we're not going to accept it, and in fact, we are going to go to that place you're telling us not to, and that maybe explains Dave Chappelle's success? Yeah, we're, well, well, we are seeing that encouraging element, too, right? Because we're seeing the people kind of standing up and saying, hey, this is ridiculous. We want to just be able to laugh, and you're not going to tell us what we can joke about and what we can't joke about. And I think there is kind of this populist element to comedy, and again, I think that's why they're cracking down so hard on it. They hate to see all of us coming together and laughing at topics that we're not supposed to laugh about. It really, leftism really is a religion. And as a religion, they hate their sacred doctrines being mocked. You know, it does explain why Russia only had Yakov Smirnov. I, I, I think he was the only funny person in the entire country. It turns out that uh, communism is not that amusing, and they frowned upon being made fun of. Is there any topic you're looking forward to? Are you looking forward to the inevitable Kamala Harris years? Oh, yeah, we've been preparing for the Kamala Harris years uh, since day one of the Biden presidency because that was an inevitability. We're kind of surprised that he's lasted this long. Um but, yeah, we've got the jokes ready for the Kamala ascension to the throne here any day now, maybe. Now, when you see the, the failures that we have to live with and the, and the attempts at this utopia of government subsidies and government-provided lifestyle, yet the reality that we watch TV and everywhere they're the heaviest looks like the worst neighborhoods in the world, are, are you afraid to touch this because of the current climate and the, the push to divide Americans even further through race? But when you watch like the BLM stories and the obvious corruption in that organization, do you touch upon that on your side or do you exploit the obvious hypocrisy in it? Oh, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely hit any topic. I, I think I, I think any topic that somebody says, oh, that's too sensitive or you're not supposed to go there, that's really what makes comedy sing, right, is when you have this line and you go, oh, the, the comedians surely won't go that far. And if you're the guy who kind of goes up and, and puts your toe over the line, you're going to both spark a conversation and you're going to let people know, hey, these things are okay to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think comedy can make those areas safe for discussion, which is, which is a great thing. Now, Kyle, tell me a little bit about the book. Yeah, we wrote this Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, and we collected a lot of awesome illustrations that we just created for this thing, and uh, it, was, it was a rush and a lot of fun to write. It's a hilarious thing to do. 
throw on your coffee table at Thanksgiving when your liberal relatives come over or when you're sitting on the toilet. It's a great, uh, great bathroom reader. So uh, we, we did a lot of, a lot of hilarious illustrations for this thing, lots of cool stick figures and, and even some drawings of bears, which is just a bonus. Oh, wonderful. Now I see in your, in, in the uh, bio, Joel Barry um, has children and he homeschools. Do you have children by any chance? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, I got three boys. Oh, do you really? Mm-hmm. Are, isn't it something? Are you um, are you using the opportunity to point out the hypocrisy? Are you using the opportunity to point out the fascism? And uh, are they enjoying watching you make fun of everything that their parents tell them they can't talk about or they should be afraid of? <laughs> yeah, that's actually great. We've we've actually had that feedback from quite a few people who have been able to pick up the book so far. Is that their children pick it up and there's funny illustrations, but they start thinking about these issues of intersectionality and race and gender. And they're being bombarded with this stuff at school, you know, so for them to be able to see it presented in a funny way where we just absolutely skewer and mock the ridiculousness of wokeism. I think it's a great way to start a conversation with kids with some of these, uh, some of these topics that are controversial. And, you know, I saw it, my kids are older. My, my youngest is a freshman in college, but I saw the slight move of this under the forced, um, national opinion of things under the Obama administration. And I saw what happened as this big push to make kids, to confuse kids and to talk to them about gender fluidity and all this other stuff. I saw my kids and their friends really reject it and say, are you kidding me? I'm wondering, I, maybe I just got lucky because they're older. Are you seeing the same thing in younger kids or are they buying the obvious, the obvious deception and lies and fraud in the agenda of the new Marxists? I mean, it's a mixture, and really, if you're if you're if you're someone who's training your kids um, to think for themselves and to be contrarian when you should be contrarian, I think you're going to find a lot of this younger generation um, that that kind of adolescent desire to be punk rock and to rebel. I mean, that's going to turn into a lot of more conservative and libertarian uh, leaning individuals because if you you really want to push against everything that corporations believe, that universities believe, that the government's pushing on you, that public schools are teaching you, then you got to be a conservative if you want to be punk rock. Yeah, that might be the silver lining. That really might be the benefit of the, the terrible future under the Biden regime and the rest of the Democrats. So there is always upside. I want to thank you very much for joining me. Where can the people go to find out all the information and buy your book? BabylonB.com. We'll have all the banners and links there, and our, our book is available on Amazon and everywhere else books are sold. Well, I thank you guys for doing this. I thank you for putting up the fight, and I enjoy it very much. So keep it up. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. The beauty of this show practically does itself. Of course, I do have to run in and be on microphone. Is this Frank in Melrose Park? Thanks for calling the show. Hi, Frank. How are you, Sean? It's Wonderful. been a while since we spoke. Yes, it has been. How are you? Yeah, you know, we're talking. Yeah, I just heard you at the last call. You were talking about genders. That the kids are confused, you know. And uh, I want you to know, I have a couple twin grandsons, young kids, fourth grade. The teacher asked them what they identify as. Hello? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm just, uh, it was a pause of uh, disgust because that's, some, oh. that's a and question had- you never thought your kids would have to answer. Never, never, and and they are boy boys, and they came home frustrated. Told their mother what the teacher said. Of course, my daughter she went to school, and 
and we'll talk about it. Wasn't too happy. This is what's getting out of control. And then I hear the Republicans every night on, because I listen to Sean Hannity, I love listening to him, listen to Tucker, and they talk. Such a good talk, but it's all talk and no action. I never well, see them step up. My answer to this, by the way, I think you answered the question of how we're going to answer from now on. You said they're boy boys. I like that. We doubled down on it. So this way, when you when you you're, you tell your kid when you when the teacher asks, "What are you?" you say, "I'm a boy boy." I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a boy girl, and I'm not a boy trying to be a girl. I'm a boy boy. I mean, it's it's a, it's a despicable thing, Frank. But it does explain why they're doing it to me. Because in order to buy the agenda of tyranny to buy the agenda of the Marxist mafia. You have to be emasculated and you, or you have to be a woman who's uncertain and afraid to speak up for her own self. They have to put in that division between confidence and slavery. What, what holds back somebody turning over their, their future and their, and their, their decisions to somebody is their own dignity, their own self-respect. If you don't have that, guess what? You're a willing slave. It explains the Democrat Party in total and half of the Republicans. Frank, and the other thing is, I know I happen to know you, and I know your wife. You're two phenomenal people. I think you should go, you you should you should be the ones that teach your kid, your grandkids. That's exactly what my intention is. You know what? You come by there. You come by Papa. I'll teach you how. I'll teach you school and homeschool. I'm dead serious. Imagine the confidence. I witnessed this myself. I was invited years ago. To talk to watch a debate among what I thought were just regular kids. It turns out they were homeschooled kids. And to watch these kids from nine years old to 14 after being homeschooled, the confidence they had, the strength and knowledge they were taught from their parents who were not teachers because they were taught with love and they were taught to love themselves first and not not give themselves up for other students. You know, we've been teaching kids to be slaves to be part of a society from the time we turn them over to teachers. The first thing they do is what's best for the class. That's the last thing you should do for, for a free country. The foundation starts in the home. Yeah, absolutely. It and it explains why all these men walking around are such pansies. And I mean this in the best sense of the word. Why all the women walking around are so afraid to stick up for their unborn children because they've been browbeat by the new version of the Marxist society, which is that there are no individuals there are just classes, and there is just this group of people. It's really enlightening when you think about it. Thank you, Frank, for the call, and good luck with the grandkids. But I know you, and they're going to be okay if they listen to Papa. Thank you. And that's what we need to reinstate. Because like every other platform, like every other policy of the Marxist mafia, they're failed when it comes to kids. Failed. And in fact, when you see what they're doing now, It'll make sense. Border crisis now impacting American classrooms. Thousands of unaccompanied migrants flown into New York under the cover of night are now flooding public schools in New York City and in Staten Island, Long Island as well. Here to react, Samuel Pirazzolo, former president. Now, I don't blame the kids, by the way. I blame the parents. But what happens to the classrooms when this happens? You know, the American school system in the 80s took a hard turn to put the focus of everybody on the kids who could not keep up versus incentivizing the kids who could. And now you're going to have this flood of children that do not speak your language by native tongue in the school system. Not to mention what's the COVID vaccine tests of illegal immigrants. I don't think it's pretty good. 
of the Community Education Council of Staten Island. Samuel, thanks for being here. Here are the numbers. Let's take a look at the various counties, all above 1,000 students. Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings. That's where Brooklyn is. Samuel, how does that impact the education of the kids whose parents pay taxes in those counties? Well, they just got to eat it. Good morning. Uh, thank you for letting me be here. Uh, you know, first I want to start by saying that, you know, no one is... Uh, we all, all we all have a big heart and we want to reach out to these children. But um, basically, this is Joe Biden putting uh, illegal aliens pretty much first before New York City public school children. Well, what do you mean their parents pay? You don't have to pay taxes either on the 450000 Settlements in court are, are tax-free. So not only do they get the 450, they don't even have to pay taxes. And the kid goes right into the school system. But it does explain why your taxes in these Democrat-run sewers, 80% of the tax bill, goes to the educators, the so-called educators. It does explain the entire system. Once again, a policy of utopia. If only we had a national education department. And then it would be utopia. And they would, the kids would be smarter. Well, are they? You started in 1978. They're clearly among the bottom American schools. Among the bottom. The only other countries that are worse are the ones these kids are running from. So that'll be wonderful. Yet, we still got people like Joe Biden who finish at the bottom of the class. Here's a uh, good way to inspire your kid, should he not be too smart, should he not be too honest, should he not be too good at anything, he could always be president, no matter how old, even in a diaper. The failure doesn't matter. Just proclaim himself to be a Democrat, and there are no standards, there are no minimums, and there's no pressure to actually achieve anything. That's why there's so many of them. These are the losers taking down the winners. And somehow it just keeps happening and happening. 312-642-5600. We do silly schools are not crazy. Make them listen to me before it's too late. Everyone, they're here already. Make me believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the saucer people. Thank you. Under the supervision of... The reverse vampires are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. All right, so make me believe Monday. I have fun discussing this. But my idea of fun and other people's idea of fun might be a little different. I think it's fun to show beyond the shadow of a doubt these political whores have lied and deceived us in order to overtake our individuality and destroy my nation. I think it's fun to do that because there's no question about it. I'm going to give you mine. And I called it when I heard it at first 13 years ago. Obamacare. Was it a conspiracy or is it just a utopian, altruistic dream gone wrong? I called it right then as a plot, a ploy, a trick to forever destroy not just insurance companies, but doctors and healthcare providers who did not want to be part of a corrupted government scheme. And since it's been implemented what's the quality of our 
health care? How many insurance companies are left? Those insurance companies are receptacles for government corruption all the way around. Those companies work hand in glove with politicians who've lied to us for over a decade. If you've got health care already, then you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. I intend to keep this promise. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan and your doctor, you can keep them. You'll be- now, in a country that had any sense of right and wrong, this despicable fraud liar would be shunned, would be rejected. But right now, he's who they're bringing in because they can't bring in diapers, Biden. After all, he's embarrassed himself and the nation in Europe. So they bring in Barack Obama. Barack Obama, while stumping for Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation bagman, the partner of her may he rotten hell dead brother and their green energy swindle car company, along with selling foreign visas for investment, he is running for governor again, Terry McAuliffe. So Barack Obama is in Virginia, and he says this. There are those who believe the conspiracy theories. Then there are those who don't, but go along with that crowd to get elected. And that might be even worse. And I think he's describing himself. I think Barack Obama describes himself in his rejection of people who would sell a lie to get elected. After all, his biggest so-called achievement as president was nothing but that lie meant to destroy the American healthcare system, meant to destroy the American property over his own person. Able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. None of that was true. He knew it was a lie. He got just what he wanted by corrupting 60 Democrat whores calling themselves politicians. 312-642-5600. You give me your conspiracy. Now, by the way, I gave you the example, but I left the most obvious one, the one that Joe Biden is soiling himself at. And that, too, could be a conspiracy. You tell me what you think. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, no one can argue with what you're saying about Obama. He said it a million times. You get to keep... And no one believed it either. Everyone knew it was BS. But why is it still why is it still the yoke of tyranny and failure that that this idiot his his vice president at least when he could think is going to use the the Obamacare failure to ironically strengthen the government hand in health care and in health itself why are these citizens because, uh, going to allow that to happen because of media coverage and most people don't they don't read, they don't drill down into the issues, and they go along with what they, you know, kind of blithely watch on TV as they're told. Proving to be one of the most successful American conspiracies the Democrat Marxist mafia has ever come up with. What do you think? It's, it's, it's undeniable, but I, again, it's, uh, we're at a... We're almost on a, you know, not a, it's a, I call it a soft civil war, but we're on that kind of footing where 
if you're a leftist, you're going to believe anything Obama says. And even if you're proven wrong, you're going to be like, oh, well, whatever. So now tell me about the election tomorrow, because you also think, if I read your comment correctly, yep. that they're going. this is a predetermined election, and they're simply using the, the phony celebrity of Barack Hussein Obama as cover while they steal another election. Is, is that right? It's, this goes... This goes to conversations you and I and many callers have had over the last, well, it's hard to believe it's almost a year. Virginia has changed nothing in their election law in relationship to mail-in voting and uh, special circumstances related to COVID. And as such, nothing has changed. And one thing about leftists, it's not that they're smart, it's they're a blunt instrument, they're a sledgehammer. So I expect the same thing to happen tomorrow that happened 12 months ago. So they will, the vote will come in, Youngkin will be leading, and they will say we have an unexpected amount of uh, last-second mail-in votes coming in. It's going to take a day or two to count them. And if anyone dares deign to oppose it, they're going to say, what are you, are you trying to deny people their vote? And, and that it, and explains. And after a day or two, yeah. And what about and after Ellis? And a day or two, it'll win. And what about Ellis, the attorney, the same one that overthrew the Al Franken election? He found the 600 votes in his trunk. Same lawyer was hired by Terry McAuliffe five days ago in order to use his success and bastardization of election rules and laws to ballot harvest, i.e. make up votes by the dead, the incompetent, and I don't just mean the regular stupid that vote for Democrats, but the ones that are locked in old people's homes and mental institutions, to forever steal elections in perpetuity. It's a very good one, and I believe that conspiracy. Hit the music, Bunny. Yeah, you're totally not paying attention. I was watching you not pay attention. I mean, you got a simple job. You got. You, can you text your boyfriends after the show? 312-642-5600. Now, I'm going to give you another conspiracy, and it's going to be in New York City. New York City. Since we announced the mandate just days ago, 22,472 new vaccinations among our city employees. Just over the weekend after the 5 p.m. Friday deadline. So now what this Warner Wilhelm, I love that name, by the way. You know, he changed his name. His real name is Warner Wilhelm. He's not really a Del Blasio. That was his mother. He took it because he felt Warner Wilhelm was a tip off that he was a Nazi of the Third Reich. So he just figured he'd do it under Del Blasio. Del Blasio knew and the Democrat mafia knew that the mandates were, if taken to court, going to be found to be unconstitutional, just like it just happened in Chicago. We have breaking news to tell you about. A judge has ruled in the FOP's battle with the city over the vaccine mandate. Mike Flannery joining us with the latest on this. A surprise move, Mike? Well, Sylvia, a Cook County Circuit Court judge has wiped out for now the mayor's order that police officers must get vaccinated. Because it's obvious in a country built on freedom, fascism is against the law. It's unconstitutional. But Del Blasio and the Marxist Mafia knew if they could force it, they would have so many people that didn't fight for their rights and fight for their freedom that they would be able to stoke up the numbers. And once somebody's had the vaccine, of course, they're going to join the fascist party. 
what we know of so far, 3,564 new vaccinations. And continuing, we know more people will get vaccinated. Let me give you the update now uh, on some of our agencies. Uh, NYPD now at 84% vaccinated. By the way, he fired thousands, thousands upon thousands. 50,000 showed up for a rally, but they got their way, the Marxist mafia. Larry in Crystal Lake. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. What do you got, buddy? You know, this has been bothering me longer than Obamacare. It was former President Obama. And on March 31st, 2010, he was on TV talking about expanding oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. All right. When I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this isn't him. This is something I'd hear from another Chicago politician. All right. You know, it's, it's something he says that you don't believe. And then April 20th, they have the explosion. Ooh. Now, either some group supporting him, somehow, maybe him, was involved in that explosion. And then the movie was made, what? On yeah. So maybe. 2016. Maybe, Larry. It was a producer, a would-be producer that had mediocrity and failure in, 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 in California, thought he would kill two birds with one stone, advance the eco-Nazi climate agenda by blowing up the horizon, then become a producer in Hollywood by selling the story. Right, Larry, you're brilliant. Yeah. That's absolutely my favorite conspiracy of the day. I absolutely believe you. Thank you for calling the show, Larry. We'll take the rest of your calls, 312-642-5600. See, that's not a conspiracy. That son of a gun is dead right. He's like Sherlock Holmes. We'll take you after this. So J.B. Pritzker is, um, boy, this is, what's the conspiracy behind this fat stuff? J.B. Pritzker announces more money in the name of gun violence. And it, it always fries me how the people who are, Really, the, the lawbreakers, the non-productive, are always getting these programs and this benefit. And it's always coming from the money nobody else has. Is, are you telling me this show is almost over? Man, oh man, this is the fastest show ever. I wanted to go into the climate. I got more, my guy. Uh, that history is pretty well documented by an engineer named Alan Cheatham. He has really dug into it. And uh, there's, that panel was, so you create this bureau within the U.N. on climate change. Well, its mission and its existence then is to prove that there's climate change. That's not a conspiracy. That's what happened. I got more to talk. All right, we'll be back in 21 hours. Fastest show on radio.